0: Hey, it's Madison the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Let's go to Senator Warnock right now. And, well, here's, what's the clip we were gonna play? And then I'll get right to it. Real quick, Daryl. The people of Georgia deserve
1: a serious person to represent them at serious times. And um, I'm committed to doing that work I've been very transparent about my life. I've meant what I've said. I've said what I've meant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an open book. He, on the other hand, claimed to be a police officer. He's not. He expects the people of Georgia now to hallucinate and imagine that he is also a United States senator. What? He's clearly not ready.
0: All right. Hey, hey, uh, senator Warnock, hey, thank you so much. Let good me tell. You, hey, good morning, uh, Senator. You know, I got to tell you what I've been the, since we've been at this since six this morning. Man, the folks from Georgia lined up on, on my phone. Phil filled, and my lines are still full. Um, and they said that the that the turnout on early voting has been huge. Are you seeing and hearing the same thing? We are seeing great turnout record turnout here in Georgia and really
1: what it's a testament Joe to the resilience of uh, our people Um, the election officials uh, in Georgia uh, uh, certainly are not the ones uh, who deserve credit for this you know they passed this terrible uh, voter suppression law in Georgia and there's some who are trying to claim see there's no suppression there's record turnout I think our people know when folks are trying to stop them from voting and they are not about to be stopped.
0: And that's usually that's hey, it's like going back to 64 we got a they and before the civil rights movement we you're not we're not hey I said this and, and, and we're not going back. We're, yeah, we're not. We're not we're, we're not going back. Do me one question and this help me with this question. What it, what is your answer to res, to this issue about the inflation? On every poll that I'm watching, this seems to be the number one issue. And the Republicans want to push inflation, inflation. And then the reality, I don't see it, and, and I'm saying this, if this is me talking, I don't see a solution. I, I mean, what's their what's their plan? Well, what's their plan? They, they don't have a plan. And my opponent— Herschel Walker certainly right. doesn't have
1: doesn't have a plan. Um, listen, we found ourselves in the midst of a pandemic that dragged on for two years, slowed down the economy, which uh, disrupted in certain ways that creates these supply chain issues. And in the midst of that, you also have major corporations, particularly in the oil and gas sector, uh, in the ph- big pharmaceutical companies, even some large grocery store chains that are demonstrably engaged in price gouging price gouging we we've been we've been paying record prices they've been experiencing record profits i mean you can you can have your own opinion but you're not entitled to your own set of facts and it's a fact they've been experiencing record profits so they've been exploiting the pandemic i have passed legislation to address that for example Some of these ocean carriers that we rely on to get all everything you see on the shelves, they experience as much as a 2000 percent increase in profit, big pharmaceutical companies. And so that's why we passed the Inflation Reduction Act. My opponent says he would not have voted for it. Well, let me tell you what he would have voted against. He would have voted against my provision that I wrote into the law that caps the cost of insulin. For folks who are on Medicare, to no more than $35 of -of out-of-pocket costs per month. For some reason, he seems to think insulin ought to be expensive. I tried to get it passed for folks who are on private insurance as well. I don't think insulin should be expensive. It's been around for 100 years. And um, the big pharmaceutical companies are engaged in price gouging. He would have voted against that. He would have voted against the other provision I wrote that caps the cost of prescription drugs for seniors. So seniors, at the end of their lives, aren't maxing out their credit cards like some of the seniors that I've met in the field hearings that I've held on this issue. And finally, we gave Medicare the ability to actually negotiate with big pharmaceutical companies. Um, This is what's at stake. The differences between me and him could not be more stark. And the people of Georgia have a real choice about who they think is ready to represent them in the United States Senate.
0: And 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 your response, uh, your response to, well, let's see, in the uh, tuition is high, and if 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 any school raises their tuition, then I take away the federal grants. What would that? I'm sorry to be laughing, but
1: it's a it's a nonsensical answer. What
0: would that mean to the people of of uh, uh, the schools in your state of Georgia who would lose fed, federal grant money? Well, what it means is it would the schools he would have, it's it's a nonsensical
1: answer that would effectively close the universities and colleges in Georgia. Simple as that. Yeah. 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 So- he. You, you, you listen this job actually requires that you know something about the policy you're trying to push forward and um, you know i'm not trying to to be overly harsh here i'm i'm just laying out w- w- the truth the other night when i talked for example about the need to expand medicaid in georgia
0: yeah
1: this is a fight i've been taking on long before i came to the senate herschel walker said that if you're able bodied and right. you have a job you have health insurance. So he doesn't know what he's talking about. Right, He's clueless. I don't know who his friends are. I don't know who he talks to, but I'm a pastor. So I actually spend time in the community, and I know both from my experience and I know from the data that it is not true that everybody who's working has health insurance. When we talk about the people in the coverage gap, actually most of those po- folks are working people. We're talking about the working poor. Because people who are extremely poor can get Medicare, can get Medicaid. Medicaid I'm sorry. Can,
0: yeah, mm-hmm.
1: they get Medicaid, and then the rest of us who you know can afford private insurance. So who's in the gap? The working poor, poor. people who work yeah. every day, and they're in. They they either have no health insurance or they have very very little health insurance. He doesn't know that, and he wants to represent the 11 million people in the United States Senate he's
0: not ready. I'm going to give you the last uh minute. Uh I've got uh, your colleague on the house side standing by uh representative Hakeem Jeffries. So Yes. So let me give you the uh the last minute because I know you're going to be terribly busy, but we'll we'll try to keep you on 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 the show as often as you need to be. So you can count on that. Well, I just need the people of Georgia to show up and vote. Um, listen,
1: you don't want to be waking up on Election Day saying I wish you would have, mm-hmm. could have, should have. Here is the time for you to show up in this defining moment uh, in our country. And, you know, we can talk about the legislation, and that's important. But in the real sense, we really are talking about the soul of our country. And I've spent my whole career bringing people together, my opponent uh has uh, he's allied himself with the forces that are trying to divide us, that are interested in these fault lines and, and silly food fights that happen too often and distract us in our country from building a great future. Make sure you show up and vote. Early voting has begun already. It goes through November 4th, and then Election Day is November 8th. But don't wait until Election Day. It's election season. A vote is a kind of prayer for the world we desire, for ourselves and for our children Let's pray not only with our lips but with our
0: legs. Let's show up for the future. All right. Hey, good luck, Senator. Really? Thank you. We'll good st- to chat with you. Take we'll, care. We'll stay in touch. Uh Representative Jeffrey, thank you for holding on. Uh you both of you kind of showed up at the same time, so I I, I apologize for <laughs> um um uh, for uh, having you on hold. And and good morning to you. How are you, my friend?
2: Good morning. It's great. It's great to be on and uh always great to uh to be in the same company with uh, with my good friend, the distinguished senator from the great state of Georgia. So, uh, great, 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 uh, let, joining both of you. Yeah,
0: let me ask you this question, and that is this this issue of the economy. The the Republicans keep bringing up inflation, 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 and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't hear a solution. I mean, it's I, I, I it's but it pops up in all the polls as the number one issue. It, it, what 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 are what 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 is their plan to to in essence deal with inflation?
2: It's a great question, Joe. And they don't have a single plan, a single idea, uh, or a single aspect uh, of a vision to be able to address these issues. In fact, every time we've actually acted. Uh, as a Congress to lower costs for right. us in the context of the American Rescue Plan, or even most recently in the context of the Inflation Reduction Act, every single one of them voted uh, not to lower costs for the American people. And so it certainly is the case that we are in an inflationary environment connected to the fact that we had a COVID economy. It shut down in its entirety. And then when we reopened, you had, of course, demand come roaring back because we were successfully able to keep people uh in their homes, put people back to work dramatically lower uh the unemployment rate and under President Biden's leadership, more than ten million jobs have been created, so the demand came roaring back. but on the supply side uh it hadn't caught up so whenever demand exceeds consumer demand exceeds supply, unfortunately. Uh, You have these inflationary pressures on the economy. That's just the reality, and now we are trying to deal with it. One party, House Democrats and Senate Democrats, uh, are taking steps to lower costs for our community and for everyday Americans. The other side just talks about it but has not a single idea to do anything about it because they really don't care. They're just trying to use it as a political weapon.
0: Yeah, Congressman Jeffrey, you just – in other words, you just don't flip a switch – and and say okay, it's all right now, be, because there is a backlog. I mean, we still have. I'll, let me give you a classic example. It's getting cold out here right now. You know, it's going to bend. So the fuel, short, sure, it, it has to catch up. People, people, it's it's not just out there. And there, there, and and how about this issue of these chips that it, almost every car has to have now?
2: And yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, that's, exact, that's exactly right. And we passed the Chips and Science Act, uh, which is designed to do two things. One, address the shortage uh, in the semiconductors, the chips, that are required for so many of the things that we utilize every day. It's necessary for our TVs. It's necessary for our iPhones uh, or smartphones. And, of course, it's necessary for automobiles. And I was just in Michigan And there are
0: thousands of cars
2: that actually are ready to go, if not for the fact that they don't have chips.
0: They don't have chips, and they can be on the market right now.
2: That's correct. And once they're brought to the market, costs will uh, head back down. So we passed the Chips and Science Act to bring domestic manufacturing jobs and manufacturing of chips back home to the United States of America. A lot of it is over in Asia and the Far East. So we are taking steps uh, to address the moment. Uh, But it won't just happen overnight, and that's the unfortunate uh, reality that we're dealing with when you're in a global economy. But one side has a vision for addressing the issues and a track record to prove that we can get things done, Uh, and the other side is really just peddling lies, lies, half-truths, and misinformation as part of a cynical effort to get back into power.
0: Um is there let me ask about the the what you're hearing across the country as it relates to abortion rights um is that resonating or as much as I think it is but I you know I don't have all the polling data
2: Yeah it's certainly a a question of freedom and I think we are seeing a visceral reaction in many parts of the country amongst folks uh, who have concluded that if you've had a right for 50 years and then, you know, five or six right-wing extreme members of the Supreme Court, a few of whom were appointed and confer- confirmed in an illegitimate way in the view of many of us, you stole one Supreme Court justice from President Obama and stole another Supreme Court justice with the Ruth Bader Ginsburg seat from um soon-to-be President Joe Mm -hmm. Biden, uh, and then they take away a woman's freedom to make her own reproductive health care decisions, and in its place they want to impose a nationwide ban on abortion care uh, and criminalize it, Uh, that that crystallizes the stakes for a lot of folks because people in our community, especially, Joe, understand with our experience uh, that when you start encroaching on freedom, we are likely to be right in the line of fire. And we've already seen uh, that they're trying to make it harder to vote, engage in voter suppression as a political tactic, and potentially even try to steal elections. That's what the January 6th insurrection was all about, taking away the choice that people made uh, with respect to who would be the next president because you disagreed uh, with the will of the people. Well, these, these
0: are all the stakes. Now, now you had in yesterday's debate in a Senate debate in Florida, you had Mark Rubio said that it, nobody's taking away anybody's right. It's the Democrats that are trying to federalize, I guess, uh, the the uh, election rights of states, voting rights of states. Uh, and I and and I don't want to get too deep in the woods, but I know the history of the Voting Rights Act. I, I explain this to people the, and, uh, so that they can understand it, uh, th- that this is not about federalizing uh, state rights to control their elections, is it?
2: Not at all. This is about making sure that people can vote yeah, by mail. Right. People uh, can vote early people can register in close proximity to the election that you have adequate polling sites uh... in every community and don't just selectively decide to remove them for instance in communities of color or low-income communities or on college campuses because you believe that in those communities you're unlikely uh... to get a substantial amount of support therefore you want to make it harder to vote in certain communities but easier to vote in others We are just saying we want free and fair elections. And this whole concept, Joe, about federalizing state and local elections, that's not the legislation. We're federalizing federal elections. Yes! The Constitution says that the House and the Senate can determine how federal elections should be conducted for elections to the Congress and to the presidency of the United States of America. So this is another classic diversion tactic. Understand, here's the Republican playbook. Facts don't matter. Hypocrisy is not a constraint to their behavior, and they think shamelessness is a superpower. (laughs) But we're going to continue to call it out, lay out the facts, uh, and I think the American people are smart enough not to be fooled when presented with the information, which is why we're so thankful for your show.
0: Well, I appreciate, and I'm thankful to you. Uh, like I said, I always tell the folks over and, and that look, I, I'm not, I'm not playing the role of a journalist. I am just, I'm not doing it. There are plenty of them, but I'm not going to. I'm going to use this platform uh, to put folks like you and Warnock and Maxine and, and other men, you know, to, to to be able to counter this crap. I mean, I'm not putting up with it anymore, and I'm not going to have, you know, the, my grandchildren say, well, what the hell did you do, Pop Papa? We're not
2: concerned that anyone's going to say, what the hell did Joe Madison do? Joe Madison has always been right there leading the charge on behalf of I, truth and freedom.
0: Final question, and that is uh, for uh, Congressman Hakeem Jeffries of New York. Let me ask you how close how close is how thin is this margin in the house of representatives uh, as as we look at it today it's
2: razor thin uh and i've been traveling the country in different congressional districts urging people to come out to vote uh and this is really a 50-50 contest it can go either way which is why it's important uh for every person to make a plan go out and vote vote early encourage your friends, your family members, your neighbors, your your fellow church congregants to participate in democracy, because everything is on the ballot. Free and fair elections is on the ballot. Social justice, racial justice, economic justice is all on the ballot. Reproductive freedom is on the ballot. Democracy itself is on the ballot, because many of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle apparently don't believe in it anymore. And if democracy were to disintegrate It's the black community that's right at the front of the firing uh, squad. We understand uh, that. And so vote, vote, vote like your life depends on it because your quality of life absolutely depends on it.
0: Uh, Congressman Akeem Jeffries, uh, again, 8th Congressional District of New York, will stay in touch. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. All right. Thank you.